you don't have to be in a like budding metropolis or cosmopolitan place to invigorate designers and local creatives in your community if you're near a city or town that has some sort of fashion week like get involved you know do your thing especially if you're interested in design or photography videography any invigoration into the fashion industry matters whether it's small or large because it tells you your story first of all and then secondly it also tells the community that fashion is important here which can open up opportunities for anyone else hi everyone welcome back happy new year i hope you're enjoying the new year so far if you're new here my name is bell and i'm the host of the flavor fashion podcast I know it has been quite a while, but uh, we're back this week with a new episode. It is the long-awaited part two of the catwalk episode with my good friend Victoria Wang. So in this episode, we cover Paris Fashion Week in addition to some industry news and what sustainability has been looking like for brands recently. So this episode was recorded back in fall of 2022, but I still wanted to, of course, release it to give the part two of the first episode. And also, I just think it would be a great listen because we are kind of transitioning or about to transition from winter to spring and summer fashion. So I think this would be a good time to kind of prepare or start thinking about your spring summer wardrobe. We have a lot of fun stuff coming out this month as well as into the new year. So be sure to stay tuned for those episodes. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Victoria. Welcome back to the Flavor of Fashion podcast. Thank you for joining me for the second part of our catwalk episode. Hi, Belle. Thank you for having me back. So I think we're going to start off the episode with a little bit of fashion industry news from, I guess, fashion month. So it's been a little bit, but we still want to touch on some of the things that were announced and some of the stuff that happened during fashion month and like Paris Fashion Week. So some interesting news. This was one thing that everyone was talking about. Bella Hadid closed the Coperni show at Paris Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week specific, um, with a live performance of a spray-on dress. So I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video, but this was like an example of ending a show in a live performance or just a live performance in a runway show. I know that Alexander McQueen was very well known for doing live performances during his shows and having like the models be a part of that. So I thought this was kind of a cool new take on that. What are your thoughts? Oh, I definitely saw that video, which was pretty iconic. It's so interesting that the models can save face for lack of a better term I can't even imagine what that feels like being like spritzed onto your body and molded um I mean it opens up the dialogue for like larger conversations within the fashion industry on like how we can repurpose this idea of like takeaway clothing and I kind of like it because in the future who doesn't want to envision like a sustainable way of having clothing that's artistic and museum worthy on your body and perhaps being able to take it off and repurpose it or dispose of it in like a healthier way 
than what the industry has kind of shown us with fast fashion and even just like capsule wardrobe um, collecting because even that like is fraught with kind of issues. So I just thought like in a holistic sense, it kind of opens up dialogue for different avenues in the fashion industry, but also entertainment purposes. Like it was very impactful. I totally agree. Um, Going off of your point, something that that made me think about is like packaging specifically for um, like within the fashion industry that brands use, you know, ship stuff or just like the garment bag that your uh, piece of clothing comes in when you order it or when not necessarily when you purchase it from the store, it's already been removed from that. But like if you order something online, there's usually a bunch of packaging that comes with it and like even the hang tags and that was one thing that was really interesting to me in school is like trying to figure out how you can still have like branding, beautiful branding and packaging. But like, how are you going to create that in a way where like it can be recycled or maybe it's made of recycled materials or like how how is the consumer going to dispose of that once they've gotten their garment? And, you know, like all these things are beautiful and they're like a part of the package of receiving your garment and like communicating the brand message and getting you know, for branding and marketing purposes, but like at the end of the day, it's not like really necessary and people aren't for the most part going to keep that stuff. So like, what are people going to do with it afterwards? Is it going to go in the trash and contribute to more waste or is it going to be able to be renewed into like new materials down the road? Yeah, certainly that was kind of where my train of thought was going. Um, I love how you mentioned packaging specifically. It just shows like how nuanced your creative thought is. For me personally, it it reminded me of the paper dresses from the 1960s that were very popular. Um, People would just pop them on for a party or two and then dispose of them. It's actually very rare to find them in good condition these days. That's something that like my thoughts always go to. But I definitely imagine a future where you you can, you know, maybe enter a shop and have this unique couture gown or item sprayed onto you and away you go. But again, the act of disposal or repurposing kind of begs the question, like, how are these materials able to be consumed in a practical way? But the entertainment value of watching the the spritzed on dress and the molding, it kind of reminded me of the spring summer, I believe 1999 show for Alexander McQueen, where there were, there was a white gown and there were two computerized kind of spray painting um, apparatuses that just spray painted around the gown where the model kind of twirled. Um, So while We've seen immersive experiences like this before on the catwalk. I think the the fact that it was molded to her, it is pliable. It talks more about like 3D printing of fashion. It's definitely evolving as time goes on. Yeah, I definitely agree. I also think like how you're talking about it's sprayed and like molded basically to her body. I think that's very innovative in terms of fit. So it's like, you know, you're going to get a much more accurate fit. It might be a little bit uncomfortable, but um, it's going to be molded basically exactly to the shape of your body if that's what you're going for, for the fit of the garment. So 
that's a very interesting way to kind of solve some of the issues that we have with fit and making stuff and uh, like an alternative to um altering pieces and like tailoring everything just like putting it straight on your body and it fits you just right um and then also yeah that's exactly the show that I was thinking of and like the dress the one that was spray painted um that reminded me of this performance I'll definitely leave a link in the description if anyone wants to check out that performance I'll try to find it on like YouTube and then also would highly recommend that documentary on Netflix thing Alexander McQueen one that I know you've seen too and um I've watched it a couple times, so would highly recommend that. So good. <laughs> so another, um, a new brand was announced during Fashion Week, which is Gigi Hadid's new cashmere brand called Guest in Residence. And I'm actually really excited about this brand because she uses 100% cashmere and their focus is on quality. So I saw on their website, it says at the top that our mission is to create future heirlooms knitwear designed to last years, not seasons, which I think is amazing that she's focusing on sustainability and sourcing like the highest quality long fiber cashmere. It said from Inner Mongolia on the website, which I guess is a biodegradable yarn. And it also avoids pilling, which I think is really cool because that's something that um, we deal with, obviously, with a lot of natural fibers and even synthetic fibers, but especially cashmere tends to pill a lot over time especially as you wash and wear it so yeah a cool new brand to keep an eye on absolutely and if anyone wants to see like an influencer's take on uh Gigi's new brand Avery Ovard she's on YouTube Instagram TikTok all that good stuff she did like a quick little lookbook reel of an outfit wearing um Gigi's new cashmere goods so definitely check that out it was super cute oh cool I love Avery's videos and I have not seen that yet so I'll definitely check it out um let's see here also something that was really cool to me is that neon cowboy showed which I don't know if you've heard of this brand but I started to see it and hear about it when I went to a Casey Musgraves concert I think in like summer of 2019 I think she might have done a collab with them with one of her little like graphics from her Golden Hour album. But um, there were a bunch of people wearing these like neon, like light up, I think they're plastic cowboy hats, but I feel like they use other materials too. But this was the first like um, fashion tech brand to, I'll read this quote from Fashion Week. It said, Neon Cowboys is the first ever fashion tech brand to debut light technology integrated into every look on a New York Fashion Week runway. So I thought it was really cool. It also says their collection was inspired by the pioneering spirit of American culture using vintage silhouettes and various light techniques. So I just thought this was like kind of a fun collection. It's been seen, uh, their products have been seen on celebrities like Casey Musgraves, Doja Cat, um, Danny and Bella Thorne, Kesha and Dua Lipa. So they're getting pretty popular. And yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, I don't know if you've seen the show, but what are your thoughts on like bringing tech into, uh, onto the fashion week runways? I feel like it's just a natural extension of the industry. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. Stella McCartney is one of my favorite designers and she's been immersed in tech and furthering 
textile use, to technology, sustainable practices for quite some time, pretty much since she concepted her brand. And she's partnered with different fabric houses, technology-based firms to create different fibers. Um, so to see that used with other brands and embraced by the industry, it only makes sense. And it's just a matter of time before it's further connected on a bigger scale. Totally agree. Yeah, Stella McCartney is one of my favorite designers too. And I was actually thinking about that when we were talking about London Fashion Week is um, like she's probably, I guess you said she didn't show this year at London Fashion Week specifically because she's gotten too big. But um, yeah, I also love that she was like one of the first designers to use like vegan leather and non-animal-based because I know that's a big part of her brand is using like plant-based materials and um, like interesting and innovative fibers and materials and then like being really conscious about animal welfare. So I really respect that about her brand. Let's see. Another interesting brand that showed was Aloe Yoga. So I'm sure a lot of people already know about Aloe. They've been around for many years, but um, they're kind of branching off into more of the like ready to wear and I guess like higher end fashion. So their price point was already like a premium price point, I would say, in the like active wear athleisure kind of industry. Um, but they've been creating more sets like with cashmere and water resistant outerwear and even like full ski suits or like long fur coats. So I think it's interesting to see them um, move more into this like luxury space. Although they did mention in an article that I was reading about this collection that their clientele has been buying luxury and premium. So they said like leaning into that category for us is a natural next step. So, you know, you'll see a lot of people wearing like workout sets, especially in California and wearing like their Gucci bag or their Chanel or their Louis Vuitton with it. So it's kind of cool to see new stuff for them on the catwalk too. Oh, and they have also been the official wellness partner for New York Fashion Week since September 2021, which I don't exactly know what that entails, but I think that's kind of interesting that Fashion Week is having like wellness partners or different kinds of partners now. Maybe they're like sponsoring something. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's actually quite interesting. Aloe Yoga, though, is their whole aesthetic with like, it feels very luxury, like you were saying, but all like, but also feminine, but also like yoga and like sportswear. They're very, very good. Like, I'm kind of like a staunch Lululemon supporter when it comes to like my workout clothes, but Aloe like just elevates a little bit more where you feel like, girly cute but also like ready to go to the gym and they're like just their whole ethos on like the environment and like wellness and being comfortable I'm definitely a big fan but would be interested in understanding what exactly that partnership entails so that it's not like just marketing right totally agree yeah but I really like I like their design style a lot too. I think I did my brand presentation on them for product development. So I created like a whole like fake collection for Aloe. But um, I like that their stuff is like high street, like high fashion kind of design. And it kind of merges like 
like you can work out in their stuff, but also you could go to brunch. You can take it like from the studio to the streets, which I know a lot of brands have done now, but like you're saying, their stuff is like a little more elevated. All right. Are you ready to get into Paris Fashion Week shows? Absolutely. But I also, can I please touch base on a newer designer that I'm absolutely loving? Yes, please. Um, definitely not like, like, actually, sorry, there's two things if I can, and, and feel free to cut anything out. Um, the first one being this design house designer, they're relatively new. They're not related to like fashion week in particular, but I just love their use of 3D florals and motifs and the sensuality like is very apparent across everything that they do. Um, the brand is called, and I might be mispronouncing this and I apologize if I am, but Kasaya Ku, K-A-S-I-A-K-U on Instagram. And it says Kasaya Kucharska. And I really hope I'm not mispronouncing that, but I'm doing my best. And it's just very like craft oriented, very 3D and just so aesthetic and vibey. I just like really love their play on florals, gardening and their color palettes, just everything. So do check them out. It's a very tactile experience. So when you look at their garments, you can kind of almost feel them. And again, like their play with the female form, the actually all gender forms, anyone really could wear this, but their play on the physical form that connects with their garments and use of technology, use of texture, use of color, just use of like the 3D element, like really just speaks for itself. And it's just one of those brands that I just get excited whenever I see them post anything. So take a look if you're looking for a new fashion brand. And then another quick little topic that feels super relevant. Um, they had the star of the Nanny Bell. Have you seen that show? I haven't. No, not yet. Okay. Um, I think her name is Fran. I can't remember how to pronounce her last name. Again, I'm probably butchering it, but Dresser, Fran Dresser. She was the star of the nanny, very iconic actress from like the eighties and nineties, but she just did a holiday campaign for ThreadUp. And then, um, ThreadUp did like a sort of, collaboration for their first upcycled collection with designer Daniel Silverstein and it's the zero waste Daniel full circle collection so he has sweatsuits uh, made of just like different knit scraps and like obviously emphasizing the consumption of materials but everything looks and feels like designer you wouldn't really like like very elevated you wouldn't think that um this is like thrifted quote-unquote because some people still look at thrifting or, or vintage shopping as like buying old clothes but it's a gorgeous use of the materials and so fun to see like an iconic actress who's really known for her for her style on the nanny come back and like be dressed and and looking gorgeous and really evoking like a beautiful holiday message that you can buy these items that are handmade and they're made from previously used materials, but they feel so new and they look so timeless. And some of the colorways are gorgeous. They've got like red and green plaids and 
honestly, like the one bucket hat that I saw, it literally could be from Burberry and you wouldn't even guess. Like, I definitely think everyone should take a look at this campaign and then take a look at what ThreadUp is offering because they're definitely taking a huge step in the right direction. Very cool. I'm excited to check all that stuff out. Um, And yeah, I had no idea about the um, ThreadUp collection. That's super cool. And I love that they're like repurposing old materials and creating new stuff which with it, which is honestly one of my favorite ways to be sustainable is like upcycling and figuring out, like just trying to close the loop and figure out like, okay, even with stuff around your house, like it's like somebody gives me a gift basket and like, I like the basket. Like there's no reason for me to throw it away. Like I could donate it, but it's like, okay, maybe I'll put a plant in that basket, you know? And then when I'm done using it for the plant, like I'll put my receipts in it or something, just like finding ways to upcycle. And it's not like you have to hold on to every single thing or that like you can't, you know, donate or sell something if you want to, but, um, same with clothing. It's like, I have so many denim scraps and just like scraps from all the projects from school. And like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you remember in all of our like fabric classes, cause you were a fashion design major as well. And I'm sure you had a lot more classes dealing with physical fabrics and trim. Um, just like how much waste that creates, like cutting up all the little swatches and like, there's a minimum amount of yardage that you can buy at a fabric store. So it's like, you have to buy more than you need just to do your project and like, just trying to find ways to upcycle. And that's just, you know, going to school for fashion, Never mind, like producing for some massive brand or just like producing, you know, a bunch of different sizes in just one skew, like one garment for a collection. So um, trying to reduce that waste or like finding ways you can repurpose something, something gets a hole in the sleeve. Like I remember I had these old Joe's jeans and they got like all stretched out because they were like skinny jeans and like, that's not even the style anymore. That's not even in style anymore. So I cut them up and made like a cute little crop top out of it. Otherwise it would have been junk to me basically, because I'm not going to wear those anymore. They're stretched out. There's like a hole in it, but I made it into something cool and new to wear and that's like trendy and relevant now. And then hopefully I can, you know, when it's irrelevant later, turn it into something else. But yeah, that's awesome with like closing the loop. Oh, absolutely. And ThreadUp is known to just lastly for recycling any of the materials or garments that aren't um, usable for them to resell on their website. And I think they do donate a lot as well, but it's cool because they probably have a surplus of things that they're recycling and they're actually recycling it. Like upcycling is like the most sustainable like way to recycle garments. So it's really cool. And they did like some patchwork pillows and they made bowls out of like old denim and stuff. So yeah, very interesting and feels like really relevant to be talking about on the Flavor of Fashion podcast. Yes, absolutely. Now I really want to make a denim scrap bowl. So I'm going to have to look at the new collection, those pictures. Um, Yeah. And then also like fabric recycling is getting popular now too with brands. Like I know that Girlfriend Collective, another activewear brand that already makes their pieces out of like recycled plastic bottles, I believe. I think they take back your pieces. They have like a program where they'll take back your old pieces that are worn out or that you don't want anymore and they'll recycle it into new Girlfriend Collective pieces. So I think that's an awesome way too that brands can like 
think about the pieces they're putting out now and be like, is there something that we can do to prevent this from becoming waste in the future? Like, is there a way that we can recycle this fabric and turn it into something new later? And then obviously that's like reducing um, expenses as well because they're just getting their stuff and they give a discount code. Like if you send the stuff back for a new piece, but it's like, they're basically getting those pieces back for free, fabric and materials back for free to turn into new stuff to make more profits so it's actually good for the brands really so good and it will only help them like to gain more awareness by doing this now and not just jumping on the trend later absolutely I totally agree I hope we see more brands doing that in the future offering some kind of like buyback or take back program where they recycle their own stuff Let's get into Paris Fashion Week shows. Would you like to start, Victoria? So just to like uh, reiterate from our first episode, we're talking more about resort and spring 2023 trends from the catwalks. So again, that's resort, ready to wear, couture, just things that kind of caught our eye. So for me, for Paris... Courage again, please pardon me if I'm mispronunciating. I'm from Canada. I have no accent whatsoever to speak of. <laughs> I wish, but it's not going to happen. So, Courage, uh, Givenchy, Valentino, Rick Owens, Balmain, Stella McCartney, Mew Mew, and Lowe were my favorite shows from the Paris spring 2023 ready to wear resort wear couture collections that we previously just saw at fashion week so for courage the standouts for me really are their homage to the past the historical like heritage reference of their brand which is 1960s space age mod if anyone listened to episode one you will know that the 60s are kind of my like reason for being and definitely what heavily involves my personal style aesthetic and design and all that good stuff. I just really loved their use of biker wear kind of trends with straps, leather, pop-outs, minimal styling shoes. Some of the models walked barefoot on a sand runway and they were holding their shoes, but they were like, pointy toe flats with a very like minimal heel and there were a lot of cutouts a lot of straps a lot of leather denim cutouts in the denim in the front that like made it kind of feel like it was a skirt but also pants and then buttons that went up the side of the pants like the inseam that led to the cutouts so that was really interesting and one of my favorite shows that I loved um, and then for Givenchy, I just love seeing the matching handbags with the gloves and the textures all going down like a very spring garden runway, the pops of color, the like cargo shorts, the bralettes that were leather with straps. And I feel like those like hardware accessories, whether that's on clothing or bags or shoes are definitely coming back. And the draping at Givenchy was just immaculate. And as far as cargo pants and cargo shorts, they really don't show like any signs of stopping. 
I did notice that they had some chokers and some ruffles around the neck with pearls that they were pairing with the cargo shorts and cargo pants at Givenchy, which were very exciting. They felt really fresh. And then going to Valentino, I am like a Valentino stan. I loved seeing the V emblem become more of like a heritage piece for them. They kind of made a new pattern with the V that we saw either with lace, with makeup, and it kind of evoked a stronger branding message for them. The feathers, the use of color, the texture, they had like some jacquard sets, their pants with sequins, and again, lots of like feminine, elevated, luxurious details that we've come to love from the House of Valentino. In new colorways too, they had a lot of browns, greens, whites, blacks, a little bit of the Valentino pink, not as much as we've normally seen, but a lot of denim, a lot of white, gold, and again, like hardware just isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And I just, I loved the full on lace two piece from Valentino. They had like a lace dress with matching lace like boots and absolutely gorgeous. Can't get enough of it. And to touch lightly on Rick Owens, very feminine in terms of color and texture, lots of pleating. And I think when people think of Rick, they don't really think femininity, but I really see him sort of embracing that. A lot of gowns, a lot of tool, and just stunning colorways. And really interesting to see what his design process is, what emotions he's evoking. And I just loved his use of line, texture, and color this season for spring. And then for Balmain, I'm going to leave that open for Belle because I know she liked that show as well. And Stella McCartney, ultimate cool girls vibes, very chic, love the chains, love the sophisticated like workwear dressing, the sandals, just couldn't get enough of it. And then lastly for Miu Miu, very athletic, still very preppy, very technical wear. But I just love Muccia Prada. I always think that every collection she does is genius. And like we talked about in episode one with Donatella Versace, um, Muccia Prada, she really knows what women want, what her consumer is. She understands her demographic. And I just am always a Miu Miu stan. And then lastly for Lowe, they really showed surrealism on a grander scale, like just absolutely iconic, their use of florals, their use of scale and proportion. I just can't get enough of it. The draping, very surreal, firstly, their plushy kind of like tennis knit dress with the matching like, like frilled plush like heels in like the exciting colorways that they had, the textures. I just think that they really are laughing at the fashion industry, but evoking nature and um, creating a dialogue and really exciting clothing that people actually want to wear, not just for comedic effect, but because it's it's feminine, it's bright, it's lighthearted. And I'm seeing a lot of pleats on the runway, 
especially from Lowe, and then a, a lot with Rick Owens as well. So that's kind of exciting. And I hope that trend makes its way through resort wear and into spring when we're looking at what everyone's wearing on the streets and then, of course, on social media. Very cool. I love that you talked about like some of the meanings behind the collections and like the designer's intentions. I think that's always cool to think about Um, and kind of like the theme of whatever catwalk. And then also I love that you talked about the different runways, like the sand runway and then also like the garden um, like backdrop and stuff. Just like the location really sets the tone and the mood for the collection and just like the overall vibe of whatever the designer's trying to communicate is always cool to see. Um, Okay, so my first favorite show from Paris Fashion Week was the Louis Vuitton show. There was a lot of like oversized hardware, which I think is really cool. Like there's this one black leather dress that has like these giant clips, like gold hardware clips as the straps. Um, There's a lot of use of denim. Also like mixing of gold and silver hardware which I really like as well I like the mix of metallics like not just sticking to one there's definitely just a lot of leather in general a lot of mixing and matching of patterns so there's black lace and then multiple different animal prints yeah a lot of like mixing of different colors of leather too or mixing of materials um also a lot of interesting use of shapes there's a lot of like shoulder pads going on different kinds of straps a lot of volume, like there's a lot of pleating I can see as well that you were mentioning in some of the other collections and just using just like thicker fabrics to create a lot of volume. Then I also like the Givenchy show as well, specifically because of the denim. It was, they had a lot of denim paired with like loose knits. And then as you were mentioning, the cargo pockets, like a lot of cargo shorts, which was interesting. Um, as well as a lot of like vintage wash inspiration for the denim. So I really like that show as well. For the Balmain show, a lot of the prints reminded me of that one dress that Ariana Grande wore to the Met Gala. And I had to look it up because I was like, this, like, was that dress Balmain? Because this looks exactly like the print that she wore, like very, very similar. And it was a 2018 Met Gala, and it was actually Vera Wang who designed her dress. So I think it's really interesting that, um, like, these prints at this show look very, very similar. It's basically like a, um, what is it, Da Vinci, or who was, I'm blanking out, who's the painter that painted the, like, man extending his hand on one of the chapels in Europe? <laughs> I can't remember. Wait, was it Da Vinci or was it Michelangelo? Maybe it was Michelangelo. I think I'm thinking of Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah, like one of his paintings, that iconic painting, I think is like kind of what they're going for. Yeah, it's like that kind of print. So actually like it because it's very like whimsical and inspired by classic paintings. But I just thought it was really funny that it looked exactly like that. There were also a lot of, was a lot of like texture in this collection so I saw like a woven straw crop top and then a lot of like white western hats as well as a lot of just like knitwear in general I've noticed that knitwear is really big for this next spring summer um season which is interesting and a lot of like very intricate knitwear as well or like very specific knits and lots of lace 
And then the last one I chose was Dior, and I'm always a big fan of Dior shows. Um, this one I feel like was a little bit different. There were a lot of all black looks, like monochromatic looks, which is interesting for spring because I feel like it's kind of unexpected for someone to be wearing like a lot of black in the springtime. But there were a lot of like tiered lace skirts and dresses. Um, let me pull up a picture here. And it was like also very Victorian inspired like the setting and then also um there was like a lot of tan and white and taupe so I feel like that's another big catwalk catwalk trend um for this season it's just like Victorian inspired looks lots of like corsets one of my favorite looks I'll have to try to find a link but it's like this cute like it almost looks like western inspired I think there's a belt on it but it's like this floral printed look and it's a mix of like this bomber looking jacket over high-waisted like paper bag shorts and there's a sheer top underneath and then she's wearing like this skirt this long skirt with boning in it that's open in the front it's really cool I'll try to find a link to it yeah, I guess it says it's like 16th century inspired and like they're trying to bring it into modern day and do like cute crop tops and stuff so very interesting did you also notice like an emphasis for the age line so a few silhouettes were like the um the like waist is kind of nipped in and it flares out like almost like a peplum yeah yeah absolutely um a lot of the skirts and dresses I feel like in this show are like that silhouette um and then another show that I liked it wasn't Paris Fashion Week but it came a little bit afterwards and I don't even know that it was really it might have been LA Fashion Week but I don't know if you saw the double RL the Ralph Lauren spring summer 2023 show I think I saw some clips of it online. Like, it definitely made its way on social media. Yes, I'm obsessed with it. There is, like, this denim suit. And this this guy in, like, a cowboy hat. And he has, like, plaid shirt. And it's just, like, super Western. But I love the, like, high fashion Western wear. There's a lot of um, jumpsuits or pantsuits, I guess. There's, like, an all-black men's denim suit and like this really cool tie that I don't know I think it's embroidered has little like longhorns on it and um there's also a guy wearing like a bandana or like a handkerchief as a tie which I think is really cool yeah just a very fun classy western like traditional Ralph Lauren vibe so I'll definitely like that show as well yeah Ralph um Ralph Lauren like throughout the brand's history has always been like classic Americana which is Mm -hmm. like definitely their hallmark but it's cool to see like how like western like can be evoked by them in such like a very like iconic classic way but still feel new yeah I totally agree um I just love all like the cream colors in this collection And just, like, you can also tell that they really pay attention to detail and attention to quality. So, like, all these pieces, even though I'm just looking at a picture of it, like, it looks super high quality and, like, they really thought through every design detail, which I do appreciate a lot about the brand. What was your favorite Fashion Week show? 
Let's see. I had a few questions to finish off the episode. Honestly, it's it's tough. It's a toughie because all the ones that we named are so, so good um, for so many different reasons. But I think for the spring 2023 resort slash ready to wear, the show that got me the most excited, I would say, it's a toss-up between Courage and Stella McCartney. And I didn't want to just say Stella McCartney because I feel like I say that every single season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a toss-up. And it's also interesting because um, Nicholas de Felice is their new creative director. And so seeing him take the iconic space age, like mod influence that was like, the house of courage 60 years ago now maybe 60 plus years ago and making it more modern is just it's very exciting it feels fresh but i just loved um the subversive use of chains mixed with like classic tailoring at stella mccartney i just think that's exciting and new too um because it's showing a shift in like what's possible with everyday wear no yeah I always think it's cool to see like the designers inspiration and just kind of like where they take a brand from like where it was originally or like maybe it's classic looks and kind of like putting their own spin on it and trying to figure out like kind of how they fit into that brand or like how they want to represent that brand Um, My favorite show was the Fendi Resort 2023 show. So that was the one that was shown at New York Fashion Week. They also showed at Milan Fashion Week, but it was the spring summer 2023 show. But yeah, my favorite was the Fendi Resort 2023 show. Honestly, I was just really obsessed with all of the giant oversized floppy hats that they had. I thought it was really fun and dramatic and unexpected. Um, And I just love like that they were like fuzzy hats. They look really soft and I want to wear one. But um, I also loved all the metallics that they had. Um, that's one of my favorite. I'll ask you this as well, but one of my favorite catwalk trends this season has just been all the metallics, whether it's like a shimmery pop of purple or it's like the silver trend or even I'm always love gold. So like just seeing a lot of silver and gold and metallics in general on the catwalk. I think is cool and it's something fun for spring and summer because I feel like that's usually more of a holiday thing. So what was your favorite catwalk trend? I love your choices though. I think you need one of those like fluffy floppy hats. (laughs) Like they're so fun and they look really cozy. I might be a little bit warm for spring summer but (laughs) iconic. Yeah what was your um favorite trend on the catwalk or favorite catwalk trends I mean I'm loving the hardware I think that like it just makes any garment whether that's like a tank top a pair of denim like a simple bag just feel that much more special and it gives you a reason to kind of want to rewear it so um that and then also seeing um some of the different houses especially Valentino like leaning into like their topography 
their their branding and it becoming a bit more visual like we all know the iconic Dior pattern for Diorama and then seeing Valentino take the V's and make it like make that like their historic logo kind of like the C's in Chanel I think that's like very transformative for their brand and visual identity but also speaks volumes about how much their presence is being felt in the fashion industry like the Valentino hot pink is definitely in trend right now and I want to keep seeing it around but yeah and then the pleats I loved seeing the romantic pleating at Rick Owens and that might seem like a very strong juxtaposition kind of contrastive statement to make um, because Rick's designs are kind of known to be a little bit harder, but I see a fluidity, I see a deep femininity and it feels very romantic even with like his very like round kind of conkular shoulder pads and these very like abrasive platform boots but paired with the tool and the pleats and like the subtle use of line that like hugs every curve of the models like it's just gorgeous so those were the trends I was really liking very cool yeah I'm I'm a sucker for branding like good branding and so I agree with like all the logos or like a specific color um I personally love all like the vintage Dior bags and I love that that's like making a comeback and they're creating kind of like more vintage styles um, like saddlebags and stuff and like the little shoulder bags with the logo on it um, and that those are really popular because I think they're really cute and just yeah good branding but yeah so I agree with you on that. If you could attend any major fashion week and fashion week show, which would you choose and why? Oh, wow. That is quite the question. That's loaded. I mean, I, I definitely am interested to hear what you have to say. Um, I think for me, it would be a toss up. Oh, this is very hard. Like, I, I don't want to be cliche, but... Paris Fashion Week, there's a reason why Paris has been a mecca for fashion since since forever and that it's so exciting there. They have such a strong fashion industry. And so I, ooh, it's very tough. So I would say it's a toss up between Paris Fashion Week and London Fashion Week. <laughs> You're going to say London Fashion Week too because you love London fashion. I love the Brits. Um, so I would say for London Fashion Week, I would love to go to like a Burberry show or um, J.W. Anderson. That's kind of been my guy for a while for London. And then for Paris Fashion Week, honestly, any of them. So yeah, what about you, Belle? I would love to go to Paris Fashion Week as well. That's like my top choice. Although... I would also just really love to go to New York Fashion Week. And I feel like that's a little more attainable because it's in the United States and also because I'm not too far from New York now. It's just a couple hour flight. So I'd love to even just go there like during Fashion Week and like make a little fall trip out of it and just kind of like see if you, I can see any shows like on the street. But um, like Paris Fashion Week is what I would love to go to, but also New York Fashion Week is like my more realistic option of 
I would also just love to go to New York Fashion Week. But yeah, I'd love to go to Paris Fashion Week and I would love to see the Dior show because I've been a big fan of Dior's shows for many years, ever since we started doing like catwalk presentations um, at FITM. So, and oh, they're sorry. based in Paris as well. So I just think it would be iconic as you would say and just really cool <laughs> um Dior in Paris oh for sure I mean I'm definitely a big Dior gal as well like a uh, lady Dior if you will um but at to your point I would definitely just love to like go to New York Fashion Week during New York Fashion Week and like create some content have some fun because like you said it's it's that's kind of like the capital for the United States and for you especially like you're close so you should go and you could like host a podcast series and like have some guests you know do some stuff let's see anything else I know there's also like other local fashion weeks that um would obviously be easier for a lot of people to get to like a lot of cities do it I know that San Diego had their fashion week LA has fashion week um they're not necessarily, well, they're definitely not as big as like the four main fashion weeks during fashion month, but um, still cool to go see like a local designer or, you know, some of the bigger designers do little pop-up shows. Like I, you know, there was that Ralph Lauren show and um, obviously like you have to be invited to these more prestigious shows, but there's still like cool local designers and stuff that you can check out. I don't know if there's anything specific that you wanted to talk about. I think you said something about Scandinavia or like another country's fashion week that was like an honorable mention. Oh, definitely. Um, Like Copenhagen fashion week, the Scandi styles off the chain. Like, I think they're very underrated. But to your point, Belle, like you don't have to be in a like budding metropolis or cosmopolitan place to invigorate designers and local creatives in your community if you're near a city or town that has some sort of fashion week like get involved you know do your thing especially if you're interested in design or photography videography any invigoration into the fashion industry matters whether it's small or large because it tells you your story first of all and then secondly it also tells the community that fashion is important here which can open up opportunities for anyone else um as far as los angeles fashion week the revice show i know bell that you know who revice denim is that's like one of my most favorite like indie denim brands if you will they're kind of doing their own thing they're based in la um love supporting them they had a very great showing. If you take a look at their Instagram, it's Revice Denim. They have some reels showing their models, showing their catwalk. And that wouldn't be possible for them if there wasn't something happening in the community. So um, invigorate your local creatives, put on a show, you know, guerrilla fashion, streetwear. Uh, catwalks are super cool too. And then if you're in Orange County, there's OC Fashion Week, and they usually do that around Fashion Island in Newport Beach, and that's always a great time as well. But again, Copenhagen, the Scandi style, they're very underrated. I love seeing what the Danish kind of community has got going on, and really the Scandinavians in general, their style is just so unique to them. A lot of minimalism, of course, that's kind of like a hallmark of their 
um, their design ethos in that culture, but a lot of maximalism as well. The Johnny show was really cool. And um, a lot of the street style where like just from the viewers was interesting as well. So around fashion week time, look up Copenhagen, see what they're doing because it's, you just never know when inspiration is going to strike for yourself, but also it's just a very unique perspective that we're not seeing in North America and even in other parts of Europe. Like it's, it's, it's very cool. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to check those out because I haven't looked into that at all. And it sounds really interesting. And I just love, like, I, I definitely went through like a minimalism or minimalist style, like kind of phase, but I do definitely appreciate that style of design. Um, and think it's, it's really beautiful to look at. So definitely check that out as well. Um, and I totally agree with you with like, just getting involved in any way you can. I know that I've had friends who have like volunteered for fashion weeks, whether it's like in New York or in San Diego, um, trying to find a show that you can help out with backstage, like whether it's dressing models or just like helping put things together, um, like put up the set and take it down or helping to take photos or something, just trying to figure out where you can get involved to help to get that experience and to be more involved in like the fashion community where you are. Um, and also what you were saying too, like, you don't have to be like, you know, someone prestigious in the fashion industry and like be going to all these fancy shows. Like you could even be in high school and like try to get your school to put on a fashion show. It doesn't have to cost a bunch of money. Like you can just set it up in the auditorium or something and like, you know, have some student designers put on a show. I think that would be really cool too. So, um, or just in your local community, maybe at the community center or see if there is maybe like a local brand, um, that's willing to help you put on a fashion show or maybe like let you lend their venue or lend their store to you for a few hours to do that, I think is a really cool idea. Oh, for sure. And for like any creatives, everyone knows the most important thing is to try, like you can't have an evolution um, especially in design or styling without putting your first step forward and no one's first step is the most glamorous, right? It's, there's a lot of trial and error and you have to experiment and it's, it's important to just get out there and meet people because you just never know who you're going to meet or what experience or opportunity is going to come your way. Thank you so much to Victoria for joining me a second time around for the part two of our spring, summer, and resort 2023 catwalk episode. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about some of our favorite shows as well as some industry news. And if you're interested in looking at any of the shows that we mentioned in this episode, or if you want to learn more about something we talked about or recommended, please check the show notes for details and links. I've also created a document for all of the Milan show links, so if you're interested in checking any of those out, please be sure to look at that link in the description. It was unable to fit in the show notes of the first episode, so that's where you can find it. You can follow Flavor of Fashion on Instagram at Flavor of Fashion Podcast, and if you like this episode, please be sure to leave us a review on Spotify. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next week for another taste of the world of fashion. Bye guys.